Allen. You are now tuning in to the Hood Talks Podcast, where community voice matters. All right, y'all. What is up? This is your girl, Van. And I'm so excited for this storytelling segment because I wanted to touch on this topic, but I was like, hmm. I was scared. I was a little scared. But this lovely guest here was willing to share his experience and his story. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready. Let's let's get into your story. In a nutshell, I am a 40-year-old man, uh, 40-year-old black gay man, uh, born and raised here in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I, <laughs> let me see. Okay, because it, it's funny because when I do, when I tell my story like that, I'm always telling my story in like an interview. So I feel like I need to sum up like the big points and like a, a big story. So I'm going to try to break this down. But anyway, yeah, born and raised here in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, went to St. Louis Public Schools my entire uh, education. Graduated, right. uh, went out to the military for a little while, did that for okay. a bit. Yeah. And then I uh, ended up coming back here to St. Louis after that. Um and then I left again to do some personal traveling, uh, moved around quite a bit. Uh, started off on the West Coast, went to L.A. Um, I thought I was going to be a movie star. I really, really did. Uh, <laughs> it ain't too late. It ain't too late. <laughs> but I, I guess at that time, it just wasn't for me. So um, that didn't work out. So I stayed out there for a couple of months. After that, it kind of fizzled away. Then I ended up moving down to Dallas. Uh, stayed in Dallas for a good year. Um, had some experiences there. Um, good or bad? Then, that sounded like <laughs> no one's no good experiences. A, a, a good mix of both. A good mix okay. of both. I think I grew up a lot in Dallas. I think when I got to Dallas, I was, um, and I'm not even speaking about age. I'm just saying as far as maturity level in my mind. I think when I went to Dallas, I was very young in mind, very naive about how the world really worked. Mm. Um, so, uh, but I did have some good times. I had some not so good times. We'll get into that. I promise we will. Um, so moving on from Dallas, then I went down to Atlanta. Uh, stayed in Atlanta for a good while. Okay. And uh, some unfortunate circumstances brought me right back here to St. Louis. Like I said, once we break down the story, I, I get into all it. So uh, I get back to St. Louis. So I've been back in St. Louis for probably now, probably the past 10 years now. Okay. So, so you done had a, a variety of spaces you done been in. Listen to me. When I can say, I can honestly say I have lived a rather full life. I've had a lot of life experiences. I really, really have. I've, I've experienced a lot, both good and bad. Uh, you know what sticks out for me right now is your experience mm-hmm. in the military. Yes. So uh, when I graduated high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh but I did know that I probably wasn't going to be able to go to college. Uh, first and foremost, my parents didn't put no money away. Secondly, mm-hmm. uh, academically, I kind of screwed up during <laughs> my last two years of high school. So, that, I mean, I did graduate, of course, but not to the point where I would get a scholarship or nothing like that. So, But I also knew that I, for one, wanted to leave my parents' house. And for two, I knew I was an adult. And, you know, normally in black households, once you turn 18, you know, what you gonna do, bro? I was like, so, it's like you have the uh, uh, hello. <laughs> exactly. So do something. Before it got to the what you gonna do, bro, point, I went on ahead and you know, um, literally, I was in a strip mall, and in the strip mall, it was all the different you know recruiters: one for the army, one for the navy, one for the marines, and then one for uh, the air force. So of course, I was kind of familiar with the air force because we are relatively close to Scott's Air Force Base, but. Yeah. I didn't know enough about it to be like, ooh, that's where I want to go. So 
I went in each office and got one of the little, the little, well, back then, I don't know how they do it now, but back then they had the little mail-in cards and you kind of write your information on there. You put it in the mailbox in a couple of days to recruit a, you know, reach out to you. Mm-hmm. So I went to each one of them, got each one of their cards. I sat right there in that lot and I fit out each and every one of them. And I put them right in the mailbox that was like right there on the lot because I wanted it to be pure chance wherever I went. Wherever you so, went. I got you. Wherever I, I went. You. So uh, luckily the United States Navy called me first. I went and talked to the recruiter. I would say I went and talked to the recruiter one time. The one time that I went to talk to him was when I signed and said, yes, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Two weeks later, I'm off the boot camp. Just that quick. Just that quick. Just that quick. Mm -hmm. You ain't even think twice about it. I'm out. (laughs) I didn't. Like I said, I, I had a good childhood. I really did. But I knew that there was better out in the world. Um, and then it was some other circumstances that made me want to hurriedly leave my parents' house. Um, I wasn't abused personally, no, but I am a child of a domestic violence household. So throughout, I would say all of my childhood, my parents fought. And when I say fought, they fought not to the point where, you know, broken arms or nothing like that, but it was always like black ass or it it was a lot of violence. I just put it that way. It was a lot of violence. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me seeing that, I was like, oh, I can't wait till I grow up. I'm so ready to leave. Um, okay, so I want to back up just a little bit with oh, that. Because when I, when I tell that story, I always get the pushback, especially from guys. And they always like, well, why you ain't do this? Or why you ain't do that? Listen, let me tell you something. What I've learned in my experience is, mm-hmm. for one, don't get, don't get in other people interpersonal relationships. Especially when it gets ever, ever. physical like that because... Right. That's another thing is like addiction. If people mm-hmm. aren't ready to leave, you're literally you're fighting against the grain. Like it's not gonna be like mama just come on, let's go. Cause right. she's gonna end up going back. And then what's yeah. gonna happen again? You're gonna be trying to fight them off her again. So it's a exactly so after a couple of times of me intervening, I quickly learned, you know what? They grown. Yeah. They grown. Yeah. They grown. And and it's a whole lesson to learn and I, it has made me a better man for it. It really has. And in a couple of different ways. But one, I will never, ever, ever, ever be in a domestic situation that like that. Like, people like to say, you know, don't say what you would never do. But for me, I know I would never. I would never. You Whether I'm receiving it. or giving, I know I would never. And you've seen what um, it has done or what it can do. So, I, exactly. yeah, I understand that. So, anyway, um, I knew I was ready to go. I had to go or whatnot. So, I leave my parents' house. I knew I had to leave. I wanted to leave really, really bad. So I did the military thing. The Navy called me. I go off to the Navy. Um, mm. I spent seven years in the military. Uh, a lot of good times. A whole, whole lot of good times. A whole, whole lot of good times. A whole lot of good times. Yeah. Um, I was a submarine sailor. Uh, I guess that's important okay. to distinct. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rank. Is that a rank, right? I'm, I'm not sure. Well, a, a profession, rather. Okay. When you go into the Navy, there are two ways you can go. You can be on a surface ship or a submarine ship. Surface ships, of course, above the water, aircraft carriers, frigates, the ones people are more familiar with. And then there are us submarine sailors who are underneath the water. So oh. I was one of those guys. That's probably a whole, like, thing, though, to Living under the is. water? Yes, but you know what? It's just like literally, like you sitting right there in your house, in that room right there, that's exactly how it is on a submarine. Like, wow, I, from what crazy. I can see, it don't look like there's no windows in there. So it's just like that. You in a room, well, a much bigger room, obviously. <laughs> and there are no windows, but like just riding in the submarine, when the submarine is moving, there's you don't feel it. 
you don't feel like the waves like you know on a surface ship so it's just like still and you moving now the only time you do feel the ship move i guess it's like if we're going really fast or of course if we ascending or descending then of course you you definitely feel lit but other than that it's literally just like sitting in your room except for you know the constant machinery noise in the background Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never talked to anyone that's been in that space. So, I, And I love when I get to talk to people about it. Because like you said, not a lot of people do it or know people that do it. So it doesn't really come up in everyday conversation. So when, yeah. I, <laughs> when I get to talk about it, I do like to talk about it. But And then like so, us, um, um, you are an African-American man. So yes, you know, a lot of times yes, we don't think about that. <laughs> a lot of times we don't think about that we are in those spaces and we do have... Mm-hmm. We've been in those type of positions. Now, I think when I was younger, I didn't necessarily see that part of it. You know what I mean? Because when I went out to the military, they teach you a, a lot about, you know, companion, not companionship, but camaraderie. And, you know, because if it's an emergency situation, like I literally might need this person next to me to save my life. Like right. those, they're not really, they are coworkers. We absolutely are coworkers. But right. it's a little bit more than that because you, you come to depend on them for other things, like even emotionally. Like you can imagine being out on the submarine for three months, you have no contact with the outside world. Like these are literally the people that you your community. Have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it, it builds a, a deeper bond in that sense. And when I think about it, I don't think I took advantage of it to the point where I should have. Like I made a lot of good friends. I really, really did. But but once, you know, I stepped away from the military, we just kind of fizzled out. But sometimes I do Why wonder, do you, you think know, like that? I think it has a lot to do with, with me. When I was in Personally. that stage of my life. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna break that down a little bit. So when I was in that stage of my life, I literally wanted to be straight. Mm. I'll say it like that. I okay. wanted to be straight. Okay. I, I knew literally from like probably before middle school, elementary school, that I was different is the word I'll use. I didn't understand my sexuality, though, at that point. Um, gotcha. But anyway, so, but I did I'm glad know. You, I'm glad you highlighted that, though, uh, because mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I wanted to kind of ask is that when did you notice that, okay, I'm definitely not into girls? Uh, oh, always, always, always. Well, I, 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 I say always. But what I really want to say is as far back as I can remember, because I I can't say always because I don't remember always. But as far back (laughs) as I can remember, always like I've always been and and not even. I think when we're younger, when we are attracted to people, we are, of course, more sexually attracted to them because we don't understand how to build emotional bonds, especially Mm -hmm. at a young age. So it's, it's just like a kid in the candy store. You see it, you want it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I, when I would see <laughs> other gentlemen, I would definitely be like, ooh, he cute or, you know, j- just certain things. I It's hard to go into specifics, but I knew I was attracted to, to males. I, did, I absolutely knew that. Right. Um, but, but anyway, I also. Day, he was like, Mm-mm, I don't want right, to do it. But I would, but, and, and mostly because of society around me. I was just like, like <laughs> nobody in my family was gay. Nobody I knew growing up was gay. I didn't have anybody to relate to we really didn't see it on tv and stuff like we do now so it was very much so especially in the black community very much so taboo like even when they would talk about other gay people it was all it was never in a good way never i can remember my mama having maybe one gay friend that stayed across the street from us and you know she would lean on him when the the 
violence would happen. Mm -hmm. So he would he would come over sometimes. Of course, why you know my daddy wasn't there, but he would come over sometimes. And you know, so I know that she knew a gay person, but even still, when she talked about him, why he wasn't not specifically about him, but about his lifestyle when he wasn't around, it would never be in a positive light. It was always you know I hope my son don't be this and that. Oh oh, speaking of that brings up a story. I remember one day. Um, cause he had like some nephews that was around my age. So I remember one day him coming and asking my mama, he was like, um, Hey, let me take your son. Over. Cause there really wasn't no other kids in the neighborhood that was like really in my age group. That was mm -hmm. like a lot younger than me. So I kind of played by myself or tried to, you know, play with them. But anyway, anyway, so <laughs> I remember him saying, you know, like my nephew here, let me take, you know, him over my sister house or whatever. And right. I remember when my mama told my daddy about it and he was very much so against it. Um, very much so against it. I don't know the specific reason that's behind it because I wasn't a part of that conversation. But I as I in your mind you probably formulated mind, that it was because he was gay. And he right, exactly. you know, I but think then I couldn't understand that then. But now yeah. thinking back, I'm yeah. pretty sure that was that the was reason what why the reason was. Because you know, yeah. people feel like um and you know, some and we keeping it real around this space, right? Let's go. Right. People sometimes feel like that it's gonna rub off on them. <laughs> they do. They do. That's black the men. ignorance. It's the Especially ignorance of black it all. men. They be like, don't touch me. I'm gonna get gay. Like, it ain't that easy, I don't think. Listen to me. <laughs> it's not. Laughing, but this is real. Like, this is real, too. I think we laugh. It's laughing. real. When it's like you gotta laugh sometimes to keep from crying. Because... To keep from crying, really, because yeah. when, you laugh about, when you laugh about it, it keeps it at the surface and it keeps it light. To yeah. where you can laugh about it. Right. But when you stop laughing and really think about it, it's like, God damn, like, yeah. it's really fucked up. It is. It's you hard. know what I mean? But yeah. It's a but, hard um, conversation. Remember, I said I was scared to touch it. I was like, whoo. Yeah. yeah. I and, and I Understandably why. Understandably why. Because there is no right answer. It's so experience-based that mm -hmm. it's hard to draw a line of what is offensive and what's not offensive. Yeah. For I, one. Yeah, yeah. For one. And then for two, you never know how it will be received. You know what I mean? Because I yep. may say one thing and somebody already in my mind, they know that I'm gay. So they, I must be speaking from this perspective. Yeah. And I'm really not. Yeah. And, and I'm really not. I'm just speaking from a general perspective. But, but yeah, so, uh, damn, I forgot where I left off. Oh, how did I know? Okay, so all through my high school years, I definitely knew. I mean, I obviously had girlfriends, you know. The, for one, because of society, I didn't act on it. And for two, because I was the oldest of seven kids, I was the firstborn son in the family, I felt like I had a lot of responsibility. Gotcha. And being gay didn't fit that mold, I guess. Yeah. So that was another reason that why I kept it suppressed. Um, to the point that, you know, I end up eventually, you know, thinking I was really in love with a woman. I ended up marrying her, had a child. The whole nine years, like I, again, I really wanted to be an all-American boy. That's right. why I started the story where I wanted to be straight. I really, really did. Like, I did. But um, anyway, when I was in the military, we ended up getting married, we ended up having a child. Uh, then when I got out of the military and I was right back home, that's when my life, like, really changed. It mm. really did at that point. Um mm -hmm. You remember the book, The Download? Okay. You remember that about the guy who was. Uh, I, re I, I I did not read it, but I remember it was circulating, yes. Okay, so I read that book, and that was like one of my biggest fears mm -hmm. in the dating world was like, oh my God, what if he liked men? And he, I heard. 
Because my thing mm-hmm. is, I don't want you to be forcing yourself to be like with me. So, I mean, how did you? Okay, so how I, did you I, pull that I, off? I mean, that's a hard like. Okay, so for one, is not forcing. I I don't want to. I don't want to put it to forcing because it, it wasn't forcing. Because again, I I did for all intents and purposes love her. Really I was. Yeah, I have, of course, strong feelings. I was sexually attracted. Like, of course, I got hard, so I was sexually attracted. But it came to a point to where I just knew it wasn't enough. Like, we, Mm. how I imagine, as relationships progress, you kind of bond more emotionally. You open up more to that person. You become more vulnerable. It it wasn't happening. Mm. It wasn't. It got to a point to where, we were just like kind of existing and like going through the motions. Like mm-hmm. there was no growth in our relationship. We didn't talk about our future. We didn't talk about, you know, none of that type of stuff that you talk about in a growing relationship. Mm-hmm. So I, I, but, and, and I, and I take that, that's, that's me. That's me. Cause I couldn't connect in that way. I didn't. I, and, and it's so contradictory cause I, I did, I absolutely married her. But <laughs> again, I think that was more so for the, appearance of it all yeah it's the it was the right yeah i get it yeah but i didn't necessarily see myself with her forever Mm. but if i was going to be with the woman forever it would be her her. if you can understand what i'm saying no i got it like you know your heart (laughs) your heart loves her as a like as a, a person but you weren't emotionally yes mentally spiritually bonded in a sense Mm -mm. because you know, you, mm-hmm. you wanted to be what who you wanted, uh, who your body. Right, is. right. So I get it. No, I get and it. I, and I, so towards the end of our marriage, I did kind of explore, and I feel bad. I feel so bad about it, but I, I did, I did, I did, and that of course led to a chain of events. <laughs> like now you <laughs> in because you in now, right? So did you not? Because I'm in. Listen, did you not experience let, let me any see. sexual stuff until after the marriage? Or because you had suppressed everything, right? So you wasn't with right. me until after at all. At all. Until uh-huh. I, I ain't gonna say after the marriage, that's an incorrect term, but until the end of the marriage. marriage. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But before that, it was always just like lust. Like I would always like even I, I, I would even go as far as to say when we would be like on dates and stuff and I would see other guys, I would just be like, so, so you know, know what I mean? I'm thinking like, of in my mind? <laughs> now I'm going to that scene with uh, Janet Jackson and All Boy. Yes. 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 My mind is going down. Yes. Yes. All, all true. But we all have true. to blame society though in a little sense. I think we do. We can't necessarily uh, keep blaming people. I mean, you you had a choice to be who you were, but it mm-hmm. is hard trying to fight against. Especially women. then, like it's it's a lot easier now. It's a lot easier now. Yeah, but early two thousands, yeah, it was a yeah. lot different back then. Yeah, it really was. It was. So I get that. So, woo! Did you end up telling <laughs> her, or did she find out? She found out, and she confronted me, and I, you know, denied it the first couple of times, and then it got to a point where that it was like. Yeah, it's you know, I, I it's undeniable, it's unrefutable proof. <laughs> you I know can't what I mean? Deny it no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. I couldn't deny it no more. Like, and I think she knew for a while, especially once you know the rumor started and whatnot. I think she knew, but I think she 
turned a very, very blind eye. She had to. She had to. Me thinking back, she turned a very blind eye. She turned a very blind eye. She was very much so dedicated to the marriage. Very much so. It's probably because women are being told that they have to be married. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She was, oh my gosh, she was, she turned a very blind eye. Like it would, it would be time. Well, let me not tell too much of my business. No, you can't. Like when, like I would go out, like because of course I was young. I was in my twenties. You know, I was kind of successful as, as I thought at that point in my life. So you know, I was allowed a lot of freedoms in the household because I I took care of everything. So she would, you know, I would be able to like go out all night and come back in the morning and you know just stuff like that. So wow. and she had a question. You've been out all night. Never a question. She never questioned me about my oh, whereabouts yeah. she always questioned the rumor she never came to me like hey where were you last night she always came to me like hey so-and-so told me you was here mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and because i guess she had more solid proof do you think she was doing something too no oh, okay no not at all mm. no 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 I, I don't know if that's my arrogance speaking <laughs> Like people are like she messy trying to. I don't. I, I no, just want to know like why would I don't, she? I don't. I don't ever think she did. No, hmm. not not even in my. I couldn't even. I can't even imagine her doing something. No, Nothing. not at all. I not think, at all. Did you probably knew her whereabouts and and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Cause I mean, I was I was the husband yeah. in, in every sense of the word. So I like I knew where she was at all times. It, it, like I no. Nah. Like, no, 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 and I'm me, and I'm me, so, no, plus I am who I am, okay, shit, now, okay, I feel that, I I take that energy on, so, uh, when it came to the final confrontation, and, you know, I went on here and told her, oh my god, she, like, when I tell you there is no wrath, there is no wrath, like a black woman scorned. There is no wrath. Especially one that's been holding you down, because clearly she was holding you down. She was. She was. She was. She was was a wife by all accounts. She really was. A a great wife. (laughs) My dad. A great wife. She really was. But anyway, so she literally pushed me out of the closet, in a sense. She called every every single person that we knew mutually, she called and told them. Oh, every single when I say you lucky social media won't pop in then. I am, I am, I am. But I tell you, word of mouth still is quite effective and it travels real fast. But so and so we end up breaking up. I end up, you know, leaving the the, our apartment at that time. So I go back to my mom and him. And I this brings up a bad memory, but I remember when She told everybody, my sister, first one that called me. And when I immediately picked up the phone, she was like, hey, brother. I'm like, what's up? Because at this time, I didn't know she told my business to everybody. Right. And my sister, she was like, hey, brother. I'm like, what's up? She was like, what you doing? I'm like, none. You know, I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't, I was out. And um, she was like, uh, so, uh, you know, your wife called uh, your mama and said everything. Like, you know how siblings talk. When, it, yeah. when it's, you know, they yeah. kind of make it sure, whole, like, you know. trying to give you the 411. Like, right. This, so this she's like, you know, your, you know, your wife called your mom and told her everything. So I'm like, oh. you know, before I could even 
process vet because again remember how my family was about the homosexuals not very friendly so so before i could even process that my sister immediately followed up with but you know what brother i love you anyway yada 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 and at that point when she said it i don't think i understood the value of that statement Mm. i don't i'm like well what she say what she say what she say and she was like well she said not at her house so, yeah. Yo, mama, or that's the mama? My mama, yeah. Oh, she meaning you can't come now. I, I mean, what else could she have been by then? Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she like, no, nah, we ain't having this, unfortunately. So I, I, I pull up, I go over there, because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is literally where I live, so I, I, I got to face it. So I get there, and then they immediately start with the questions. Boom, you this, you this, you that, you that, you that. And I'm like. I'm agreeing with a question. It's not really answering it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I'm mm-hmm. very ashamed for one. And for two, I'm scared because I don't know. What's coming after What's going to come right. after oh, this. Y'all finna you know what I mean? me. Like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So she never said you can't stay here. But I understood Did that you? I needed to get the hell out of there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like mama sometimes I'll never say it straight, but you you yeah. feel it but but I mean I I and I don't want people to to sympathize or nothing like that because I mean again I was a very grown man I was mm-hmm. what twenty three twenty four at the time so I was grown I was you know in the military still at that time so you know it's not like I was destitute I just didn't have nowhere to go right there at that specific moment you know what I mean Yeah, and I just think I mean I heard what you're saying for people not mm-hmm. to. To sympathize, but I mean, in the space of empathy, right? For me, mm-hmm. I was vulnerable right now in a vulnerable space. No matter what that was, was happening in my world, like mm-hmm. you should at least have your mom and your dad, you know, to go to. I feel like. And me and my mom didn't talk for a long while after that. Yeah. And, and when I say don't talk, it's not like we had zero communication, but. Growing up, I I had always felt really close to my mama mm-hmm. because again I witnessed a lot of her situation. Right. So I, it, I, you know, that was my mama. So right. we, I felt like we were really like we would talk sometimes, and but anyway. So, but after that moment, all of that changed. But I didn't want to be judged. Mm. That's what like, it was exactly like how she probably didn't want to be when she was dealing with hers. Right. right? Right. You wanted the right. same type of um the same type of care. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, that's y'all business, y'all grown, but you still showed her compassion and yeah. care for her. You wanted that same thing, right? Like I did. I even did. Even if you don't agree, and I know because I, I think about parenting, right? And I'm trying to check my own parenting and what I bring in as bias into my situation as um when I'm becoming a parent and when my kids mm-hmm. are doing stuff that I might not agree with, you know, mm-hmm. I still have to want to. I still, I still want to be that safe space that they can come. Yeah. To, even if yeah, I, don't I, I didn't have it. it. Yeah. I, it. I don't think we do. Um, a lot of times in. The black community, um, mm-hmm. when we're talking about parenting, I don't think we have uh, offered our children that space, um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with, I'll, I'll use the term tradition. Like in black households, certain things, you know, occur. Mm-hmm. And so when things are outside of those natural occurrences, 
people are not very open to it because you know this is how my mom and them did it this is how they mom and them did it. like you know mm-hmm. it's it's that into it but that's a whole nother topic but not only did me and my mom and I talk I think that in turn caused me to be really distant with my family from that point on like even now today I think the distance that they created has not been filled like so at you all. Still don't feel so connected to your family no Mm. No, and 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 I I want to believe it's because of how we was raised, how they always talked about gay people, and you know all that type of stuff. So I I think because it's hard to explain. I didn't know I was gay, but I knew I was different. So I felt like them their harsh scrutiny of anybody different. I never wanted that to apply to me. So you felt like if you showed up different. That you would yeah. be getting the same treatment, so they basically- right because like I because yeah. like I said, it, it was so this way to mm-hmm. go against that would would be unacceptable. Yeah, you'll be. So I mean, and, 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 that, and, and that even goes to like say I don't even know if I could ever have brought a, a white person home, male oh. or female, just because you know. I just feel like. <laughs> yeah, because we have them conversations in uh, the back doors. Right. And, you know, you be, you yeah. bet not. Uh, right. Have, uh, right. Bring that girl home. To, mm-hmm. I might have to check some of my bias on that. But, uh. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we all, you know. But, I mean, so. Again, you're trying to show up a little bit different. And I think it's because of our experiences, though. And mm-hmm. because of what. Now, again, society, though. Like, even talking about the bringing a white girl home or being with a white man or whatever, yeah. we see sometimes that it makes in society looks like when you're going to those opposite spaces that mm-hmm. you're doing better. Um, and so, you know, we try to hold on to that culturalness of, you know, um, you can have healthy and, and, and happy relationships in a black home. It, does, it yes. doesn't have to be toxic. So that's, I think that's kind of where some of us are like, we want to explore the, the, our, you know, say black love because saying right. like this can be healthy and not toxic and be black love and be strong in each other it can be versus Correct. having to go to a white mate because you feel like it's going to be easier on that side so that's why i think but i think culturally in the history of it it's because mm-hmm. right it was like the tradition of you better not go over there and it's right. a lot of trauma that they've experienced so they like hell no i don't want you dealing hell with not. right, right. <laughs> like i mean when you think about it yeah uh, parents the people that are my age, our parents grew up in the 60s. Now, yeah. they were young in the 60s, but they still Experience. saw what happened. Oh, so yeah. you can mm-hmm. imagine our grandparents as adults going through that. Like, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't want my, you know, you better fucking yeah. die. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. So you I can, yeah, you can understand where they're coming from. I can understand. From. I can understand. Yes. Um, and and see where, where we are now as a people mm-hmm. and what we're trying to do. Um, so I get that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's real. So, how do you feel like uh, parents or family members who have uh, people who, and I don't want to say different. I want to call mm-hmm. it who have people that are gay yeah. um, or in, you know, bisexual, the LGBT community. Yeah. We're going to get into that because I got questions like, yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, how do you feel like people can better support people in that space? Um, Let people live. Mm. Let people live. I, I I think like I try to not engage in conversations like that 
on social media because for one, it becomes incredibly offensive. Mm. And for two, people are so set in their ways, you can't really break through that. So it's like, it's no sense. You will always be bumping against the wall. So I try to stay away from Now I will make certain statements, but I don't go back and forth and engage in conversation. So, but anyway, I feel like they should just let people live, let people live. Like you don't have to support something for something to still exist. Mm. Like, like, it's like racism. We don't support it, but it shows. But it quite exists. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I'm not even going to say people should advocate for it or nothing like that. Because again, you don't have to support something for you to just let it exist. Like, just let people, let them be be free. There are arguments to be made that, you know, as far as continuing on reproduction and all that type of stuff, you know, of course, two girls can't make no baby, two boys can't make no baby. So I can understand the point of people saying, you know, if everybody's gay, how are we going to reproduce? But for one, everybody's not gay. It's, it's, I'm about to say everybody's not gay. Everybody's not gay. I think they're just pushing it out there a lot, but it's not that everybody's gay. Um, and I, I thank you. Right, right. Every, obviously, everybody's not gay. I so right, because we still got babies. Born every day. So that's not even an and issue. And some people now, are do doing it because it's a trend. I'm going to say that. I think folks are doing it sometimes because it's a trend. You don't think so? Mm. It's, it's hard for me because I come from a different generation. Like, I, I feel like you are a bit younger than me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 33. So, I feel like your experiences with it is different than mine. Okay. Like, I come from a time where it was very much so taboo. So, if you did it, you was in it. You was really in it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it's hard for me to, to see imagine that. it being a trend. What I think it is, what I honestly think it is, is that people are more confident in being who they are. Now, 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 I will say, I will say sometimes people may upplay it for, to, they, some people do like to make a big scene of it. I will say that. Some people do like to make a big scene of it. They want to be celebrated for it almost. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean now. Okay. For me, I mean, like, and and that's just how I see it. Sometimes people do like to be celebrated for it. They feel like being gay or whatever is it's a it's a reward now, I guess, or it's like yeah, a, it's a, like like you should feel special be. to be like this. Yeah, and, like and, and, it's not, and a, it's not even that you should feel special because you are, you know, gay. You should just just feel normal it, it shouldn't it should be nothing it should not even come with a feeling like people don't feel right. special because they straight so why should you feel special because you gay no it should just be normal yeah it, it really it, should be if it was and and i think and that's why i will get to why you start to see it more and more in media and everything like that because in my mind they are trying to normalize it now it it, it, it is can be much sometimes it can be much it can be much. It can be much because I, I it does come out sometimes as, oh, I don't want to say it, but it, it does come out sometimes where you could, I could sometimes see it as being a little bit persuasive, hmm. but not persuasive to the point where like, hey, you know, go do this with them. I think persuasive to the point to where it is shown as a celebration and all that type of stuff. So people are like, 
ooh, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, so, that's, that's what I was trying to get by, at. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what you mean by a trend. Like, if you people, get those people who are not so, like maybe they've had bad experiences. Okay, this is my thing, what I'm trying to say. Maybe they've had bad experiences with men or mm-hmm. they've had bad experiences with women. Um, right. so they, they start to tend to like, hey, even though that's what they like, that's what they want, they just had bad experience. But if you see over here, kind of like that white thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks good over there on the white side. So it, it looks oh, easier. It looks good over there on the gay side. Yeah. So let me yeah. go try yeah. this out because yeah. I've had bad issues here. So this got to be where it's at. That's what I was trying to say. But I mean, yes, but still for me, I don't know if, I don't know. I I can't. It's hard to say, right? I can't relate. Like, I want to say if I was straight, but I have never been, so I can't. (laughs) And I want to say if I was straight, but I can't even say. I I can't relate. You know what I mean? So, but what I will say is it has to still be some bit of curiosity there for you to even say. Oh, my experiences are so bad that I want to try this. It had to have been some curiosity yeah, there. Some security, uh, some, some. Okay, I get what you're yeah, saying. It has to be something that, not to the point where it's like, because I, because people, in my opinion, some people view homosexuality as clearly a sexual state. Mm-hmm. Like they feel like it's all filled with lust and and sex and all this type of stuff, which we do fuck, yes, but it's. So much more to being gay, like to like you are not gay. So when oh, you God. talk to other females, there's always this—I don't want to say boundary, but it's a different type of talk that you I talk don't to feel them. any type of like right, right. And we because girls sometimes do like stuff like smack girls on each other's booties, right. but I don't get no type of like. But you don't. Right, there's nothing with it yeah. exactly. So, yeah. so, but with being gay, it it is that you right. know what I mean. You have so, that type of like drawn in, right? And yeah. you are able to emotionally connect, not only physically but emotionally click. And I think that's the part that people leave out of gay relationships. Like it's a lot of emotion goes. Like it's still two men, right? Or still two women. Right. You know what I mean? Either way mm-hmm. you want to look at it. So I can only talk from the male perspective, obviously. So right. it's still two men. We are both still grown men. We still are, you know, kind of in our ways and we butt heads about things. So it's it's not easier. <laughs> it's not always sex either. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always sex either. It's a relationship. Nah. It's, it's, right. It's, it really is. It's still really a is. partnership. Yeah. It's still something that you And, and that's, that's exactly what it is. It really is a partnership. Like, you really do need somebody to lean on because the world is tough. Yeah. The world yeah. is tough. And I mean, and, y'all still doing things that relationship people in a relationship do, right? Y'all living together, yeah. trying to figure out those dynamics. You know, you're mm-hmm. paying bills together. You're thinking of your future, like you said. Like y'all mm-hmm. got plans on um, what right. your future gonna look like. Y'all talking about that. So, I mean, and again, when you do it to that extent in a relationship, you know, it's like building together. It when is a friendship. You kind of talking about what y'all plan is, and what y'all, when your homie talking about what right. her plan is. Right. Sometimes it don't collide. It's like, oh, girl, okay, cool. But, you know, so I yeah. get what I mean. Like, y'all building together. Um, Absolutely. In all levels, mentally, emotionally, physically. Exactly. Like, it's a, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and I think a lot of times people don't see that dynamic either, though. They don't. They, don't. They, see the, they see the rainbows. They see the... 
the skipping and the holding hands. And, you know, like I say, it's all about the, in my opinion, the looks and the, the, the sex part of it. But, but never that's about what I was going to say. I don't think they really glorify um, the relationship. Because right. most of the times when you see gay people in different spaces, they're very what, like, uh, promiscuous. Uh, you know? Yeah. They're like the promiscuous I don't know. It's something about being gay. It, it frees you a little bit sexually. It, it really does. Well, for me. <laughs> <laughs> he said it freed me. <laughs> so, it, it, and, and when you are free to truly be yourself sexually, you don't, the outside I don't even world, think that's gay, though. I think that's just being a person and being human and being able to be your authentic self. Right, but see how like you said, when you go into these spaces and you see them, they are promiscuous. But at the same time, I think you notice it more because it's two people of the same sex and it stands out from all the other hetero couples. So, of yeah. course, by you seeing it and when you see it, it makes it more of a spectacle. Whereas mm -hmm. if you saw a man and a woman in the back corner kissing, it would just be like, oh, OK, you know, they're kissing. But when you see two men in the back corner kissing, it's like, oh, they kissing? What they doing? It, you know, it makes it more of a spectacle. So yeah, I think that's I what it is. Yeah. And I think, I think we also, and maybe it's me, I'm a, a what they call it, a prune, a purr, whatever. Like, I really like, oh, <laughs> stop. Y'all doing all that stuff. It's too much. Too many people around. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just me period and i think a lot of times our spaces have been a little bit over sexualized um and so gay or straight i feel like mm -hmm. we really in our community over sexualize each other um mm. and that we don't have just the general like you know little small things it's like it's it's all or nothing right now because mm. i'm one of those people and i've been sexually abused so mm. that's probably why i feel the way i feel um, yeah. you know, seeing how we're talking about society, like you said, if somebody kissing, if it's a boy, two boys, they'd be like, uh, cause like I know someone had mentioned uh one time about uh I think it was Cardi B and uh I can't remember who she was up there with, but that was kind of like grinding on each other, and that yeah. was like this is too much. Why women got women grinding on each other? And so it was like an uproar, and I was wondering like right. Janet Jackson and grind on a couple of men on stage, right? right. <laughs> But was it because it was two women that people were like, uh, I think it was Megan Thee Stallion. Like, so, yeah. so I feel like what, that's what you're saying. Is like, that's why uh, I said when they yeah. see it, it's of a spectacle. So yeah. it's like, you know, it, it becomes a bigger thing than it really is. Versus really saying is. that we shouldn't have it no time. You know what I mean? Right. Y'all exactly. oh, shouldn't do that because y'all two girls and y'all two boys. Instead of being like, no, we shouldn't do it, period. We shouldn't because, do it at all. And that'd that be yeah. my whole thing about it. It's never an uproar until... It's homosexual. Gotcha. It, when straight, it's okay and it's cool. But as soon as it's gay, then all of a sudden, it's this big thing. And that's why I say it becomes a bigger spectacle because you're not used to seeing it. So by them putting it, it's, yes, normalizing it. But, I mean, I don't know if it's doing more good or more I'm harm. I just, I just, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. So, as a gay man in mm -hmm. gay society, uh, thinking mm -hmm. about where we are now, is it easier being gay today? Um, like, does what we have going on in society? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so, when I was in high school, I couldn't imagine the freedom that these younger homosexuals have. Okay. I, I, I can't fathom it. Like, I can never imagine a guy coming to school in a skirt or wearing girl clothes or makeup or, like, I can't imagine... 
I can't imagine for one seeing it, and for two, I don't even want to imagine the repercussions behind it. Gotcha. So, mm -hmm. but now when I see it, I'm like, oh, you know, these they can do what they want to do. You know, to a certain extent. So I think it is a lot easier because, and and not only that, you have a lot more people that advocate for it. So mm -hmm. even if you were to face some pushback, normally there's somebody to step up and say, hey, that's not right. Gotcha. We didn't have that. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Yes, that's that makes it a lot easier because they have people that advocate for them. Yes, got you. Okay, so that, so what do you think the black community can do more? Oh no, it is so. Like I don't think it's one thing that they can just do to be a solve all. But what I will say is, it starts at home. Mm. It, it starts at home, like. If you are non-biased and non-judgmental at home, the less likely your children or offspring are to pick that up. Mm. Like, of course, they're going to go out into the world and they're going to have their own experiences and all that type of stuff. But that's what I want to hint at. Allow them to do that. Gotcha. Allow them to do that. Like, I mean, of course, you have to teach your children right from wrong, you know. So, yes, but. Some things that you are teaching them may not be right or wrong. Gotcha. It may just be a part of life. Like again, it's I, I if if I was raising a child in this day and age, I don't I wouldn't try to you know sway their sexuality either or. If they're a boy, they're a boy. If they're a girl, they're a girl. But what I will say is, these are the type of people you will experience in the world, mm -hmm. and and it's okay. And it's okay right. because they are them and you are you. So I, I think that's what they should teach their children. Not so much, not so much if you are not like this, then you are wrong. So making them strong within who they are. So they Correct. So Correct. Correct. Not to necessarily have Right. Right. If if you focus on yourself, it's kind of hard to pay attention to other people. I do agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> And all and I agree with that in all aspects. Like if you focus on what mm -hmm. you're doing, <laughs> it's really hard. It's really yes. hard to pay attention to other people. It is. Yes. Um, so I get that. So just trying to make sure that you know, just building people, your kids in the Yeah, family. so that they are confident in being themselves. Because if, no what the again, if I think a lot of homophobia exists because people are not confident in themselves. If mm. If I know I am a certain way, can't nothing outside of that influence me. So I'm not threatened by another right, gay person. Or, or even a straight person. I'm not threatened by a straight person making me straight because I I know who I am. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would imagine it should work the same way around. If I was straight, I why am I worried about somebody else's life like they can't make me gay yeah they may find me attractive but okay i'm an attractive person yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is <laughs> and do you think that's a hard thing for men to like because that's another thing that um this this real uh you know this culture they be like you uh Oh, what they like punks and sixty five men and and all because they're doing simple things like showing love or uh complimenting another man or you know they be like uh what the, what's that thing um they be saying look I can't I'm trying to keep up with these uh the same with these terms yeah when they be like uh 
Oh, they'll say something and be like, oh, no, uh, no, what's name of dog? No homo. Oh, yeah, no, no homo. homo. Yeah, like. Nonsense. What? If, if you are that, if you are that worried about somebody mistaking your sexuality based off a <laughs> phrase that you say, that's, that's a problem. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. Mm. That's absolutely a you problem. Mm. That's absolutely a you problem. Because I mean, standing in self and knowing self, you shouldn't have right. to. You shouldn't have to. Depend. If, if you are speaking the truth, you first of all, the truth don't need no support. So if you are speaking your truth, then yeah. your truth will stand on its own. You don't have to come back with a, you know, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't have to come back with a supporting statement because I said what I said. I and you and, and and you shouldn't even be me saying that to you shouldn't even trigger that in your mind if you really know me. And now, I mean, why shouldn't we be able to or why shouldn't a man be able to tell another man that he looks nice today? Um no. And even if he did tell him he looked nice, that don't mean he want to have sex with him. That part. Like I I see a lot of attractive people you know, time time again in my life, but that don't mean just because if I'm walking down the Schnooks Island and I see a man that's cute, that don't mean I just want to do him. <laughs> like, no, that's crazy. I, but I, I think, agree. But, but I, I think, think that, but I, I honestly think that's how. That's why it's a lot of times the dudes that are like, you know, what I'm saying I don't want them around me because I don't want them to be wanting me. First of all, first of all, sir, you probably ain't what I want. You know, right. But secondly, I think that's because that's how males think. Like, like I think, and I'll I'll say hetero males. I think they think every woman they see that they are attracted to, they do want to fuck them. They do. I was about to say they do. So so they can't imagine Uh, somebody feeling like they are attractive without wanting to be without them wanting to fuck them. Yeah. No. No. I think that is legit. Like, I really do think men think that, and that's why they be they do. when they buy you stuff or get you stuff, you owe them something. Like what? Right. That's a men's problem. It, it is. It <laughs> is. Like, I, it is. But, I mean, and I and, I and I and I and I can't say that I'm a hundred percent innocent of that because sometimes I do feel like if somebody said me I'm cute, oh, you just want to fuck me. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I get it, but but not all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can differentiate the difference between somebody complimenting me and somebody trying to come on to me. I would say it's really a big difference. It's it definitely a big difference, but it it, but I can I can almost yeah. understand how somebody might not be able to to understand that difference. Yeah. Especially when it when it's coming from a place of something you don't like anyway. Mm. Like, yeah. like, just imagine if we in school and it's two classmates. One classmate is my friend. The other one, I really don't fuck with that much for whatever reason. If the one classmate that I like say, hey, you look nice today, I may be able to receive that and just be like, you know. But when somebody I don't like tell me I look nice today, all of a sudden it's like, what, what, why? Like, for what? Why are you telling me I look nice? And I think that leads back to because I don't want to fuck you, and I don't want you to want to fuck me. <laughs> so that's why, that's why I right, got so, yeah, yeah. So I can understand. I, I can. It's crazy, but I can understand they thought pattern in that instance. I I can understand it. So you think once they get that in their mind that it's not like that, 
that you think it'll be less um less issues between straight men and gay gay men? <sighs> yes, that will help. But again, it's it's it, it will always be. A, I I don't think in my lifetime You'll we will see. overcome the stigma. I don't. It's like, I mean, I don't. I think a lot of right now we've seen some things unfold that makes it hard. I think too for that to happen. Um, right. Because sometimes we have some messy people, and we say one bad apple spoils it for the whole bunch. Correct. That's doing some shady things, mm-hmm. um, and you know, so and I think it's the automatic again of the draw. So, like, if you get around and saying, okay, for instance, let's take what's his name? Oh, I cannot think of his name. But the scenario with the the gay guy leaking the the messages between yes. and one of the celebrities. Um, and one, one, just one leak of some information that everybody drew this conclusion. Right. So right. If, if people didn't fall in line with that and, and automatically just, and just took what his word was for his word, I mm-hmm. think we wouldn't have the problems of, uh, I'm going to stay away. Cause look, see, see one time in. Right. I t- and, 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 and exactly, exactly. And that's why it's so hard to, to escape because. Yeah. It's always gonna be seen as not the norm, so that's that's one. Yeah. And for two, it's gonna be seen negatively because, again, I, I, whether it be religion or tradition or whatever you want to say, it's been passed down that this is a bad thing from somewhere. So people will always believe it. Who like, maybe in you know a couple hundred years, you know, once humanity goes through a, a real crisis <laughs> and they realize like, that everybody bleeds the same then like a lot of crisis okay. like we ain't caught on yet it's a lot of crisis. no no yeah we need something drastic to happen to humanity to where oh the God. differences really don't matter that's the only way you we will be able to truly see each other for equal human beings and that goes as far as race religion whatever socio you know um level you want to say yeah until we, until something happens that threatens us all equally, we will never see each other equally. That's why in the future, everybody gets along. Like Star Trek and all that type of stuff, everybody gets along because we know that there are real aliens out there. And we are the same. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bigger threat. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's it's what I said. Until something each other. threatens us. Yeah. yeah, it's a bigger threat than each other. And right yeah, now, exactly. all we have to fight with is amongst it's, us. It's amongst each other, right? Yeah. So we have to make differences between ourselves. To and and when I say make, I really mean that we have to create these differences between each other to have a reason to have conflict. And it's because you, once that spaceship come out that sky, all that's gonna fade away. And there's levels to this because as not only, you know, a gay man, you know, you're a black man. Uh, mm-hmm. So you deal with that as well. Um, and sometimes people say it's like the, the double strike in a sense. It is. It is. It is. But I. It is. Now, it is. But I, I, like to, I don't like to, to, to use the double strike. I just always default to one or the other. Mm. Like it depends on, on the situation. Like. I, okay, so I guess I'll share this. So I just recently, like this is my real life. 
I just had a job interview to get another job, a really good job. So, um, but when I had my interview and they came back and, you know, they was giving me feedback, I didn't get the job. I feel like I didn't get the job because I was black. Mm. I really do. I really do. And and I didn't know the other candidate, but from the description that they give me of the other candidate, they were clearly not black. So, mm. I, and, and, that liter- and so what they said was, they experienced more aligned with what the company was looking for. I I, I can't say they was lying, but what I, I can say because that's always is, hard to say. But but what I can say is I was the only black person there. Oh, okay. yeah. When I went through, when I went to the interview because we walked through the office a little bit to get to the interview room, none of those offices had black people in there. Mm. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I, really I, I don't doubt it. I don't. But, but so that's why I say it depends on the situation. Like in this situation, I feel like I was not discriminated against, but I think they got the advantage because they was white. Whereas in another situation that I really can't think of off the top of my head, I might say, oh, it's because I'm gay. So it, it, it depends on the situation. Yes, it's a double strike, but I, it, I can't live my life feeling like I'm a victim two times. Got you. It's like so, I, for, yeah. so for me <laughs> to be able to continue, I have to be able to throw it in one bucket or the other bucket. Otherwise, I just lay under the cover and cry all day. Yeah, you wouldn't even be able to. Yeah, I wouldn't aspire to do anything because I would feel like I'm defeating. I'm not going right because I'm I'm double striped. Even if you don't get it, give it to me because I'm. I mean, if if you give it to me because I'm black, you might not give it to me because you know I'm gay. But right, yeah, I feel. So like so, right. So in order for me to, again, continue and, you know, aspire to do things, I have to not hold that mentality. I can't, I can't let that hold me back. Mm-hmm. And my way of not letting it hold me back is to throw it in one bucket or the other. Mm. I'm always going to be black. I'm always going to be gay. So one of the, one of those two <laughs> will block me, but I don't want to believe that it's both all the time. Mm. I get, I get you. I feel you. I feel you. Is there one that you, um, this might be a weird ass question, but is there one that you feel like you would rather hey. wear easier, that's easier to wear than the other? Like that you can show up as more? Yeah, black. I can I can more easily be black than I can be gay. Mm. Because if I'm, if I'm just black, I can still flourish in black spaces. Ooh. Whereas if I'm black and gay, I can't even flourish in my own black spaces. Mm. I just got to try to get in where I fit in. Ooh, that's that's real. That's, that's real. That's that's as real as it gets. I didn't think about that. And I'm glad you asked that question because I'm I'm sure somebody else was probably wondering it or thinking about it, and I'm. Glad it's out there, and I'm glad I was the one to say it. Mm. That is so deep. Cause I, I think about that, like when we talk about creating our own and having our own spaces. Uh, there is still that 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 big much of oh no, wait a minute, we ain't asking that to come along. Uh, right. Especially in a lot of some of our very much um, what do we call these woke communities? Mm-hmm. <laughs> very much dialogue of how they're like so hell bent on the, the the black family dynamic and like yeah. 
tradition and where we come from. So mm-hmm. a lot of times they're talking about the black economics and, and all of that. But if you're not going to even support all black people. Then how can you truly call yourself a black supporter? Mm. Exactly. exactly. That's why I would say I, it's much easier for me to be black in the world. Much easier. Much easier. Much easier. Well, I mean, this is your truth and this is your space right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciate you bringing that authentic truth to this space. Um, because That's as someone who is not, I, I'm a very much have family members around me that are gay. Um, yeah. I see their experience from the outside, you know. And mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, too, for me, it's sometimes like, I don't understand it, you know. I don't right. Get it. <laughs> um, so I don't really. And, and, and I, and. And I, I also want to say that that's okay, too. That you don't get it and you don't understand it. That's okay. Yeah. That is perfectly okay. But what's not okay is for you to harass me or bully me right. or talk down on me because yeah. we don't agree. On the same thing. Yeah. On the same thing or the same way. Like, I am perfectly okay with you being straight. Right. I am perfectly okay with that. Right. But I also need you to be okay with me being gay. Right. Again, I don't have to like that. But anyway, yes. <laughs> no, I feel you. It's like um, I'm not recruiting you over here. Like no, like so I, I, I don't need you trying to recruit me. Let me live my best. Yes, I am so happy that you are continuing on. You know the 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 human race. Thank you so much. I just I can contribute in that way. Mm. And I mean, this could go on into other things. We might have to do a part two. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> we might have to uncomfortable. If y'all think I need to do an episode uh, where we could talk more about, I would love to. I just was, I don't know. I just was scared because it's, it's hard cancel, to find cancel culture is real when it comes to the LGBT community, man. Yeah, it is. They cancel you quick. And it's just because, again, and I think we need the dialogue, though. But I okay, so I, I I don't know what it what it really means to be canceled. Like when they say people are canceled, I don't I don't feel like I I, what I've seen cancel culture be like. Stop your money. <laughs> they will stop. Which I think. Let me say this. I my shout out to the LGBT community, right? Shout out mm-hmm. to a lot of how they do handle things. Like they like, you know what? You come messing with us, we shutting shit down. I think because the black we, community needs to we, take a little bit some lessons from what y'all got going. Because I, mean, I agree. I agree. I it because we are a solid. Well, I ain't gonna say. Well, I can say we because we present a solid front to yeah. everybody. Yes. And see, that's what the black community does not do. We, if yeah. they we have so many divisions firm, within our own, yeah. If they would stand firm on even just a couple of the the base issues, then it wouldn't even be a challenge for us. Mm. But the fact that we can't agree on basic stuff, like if 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 we can't stand united, then you know we're gonna fall divided. We're gonna fall divided. Out of all that you said, is there anything else that you feel like people really need to know or hear about your specific story and experience? Um, anything that you feel like people can uh, need to like take from this uh, to help move forward? I don't know. Um, cause I, 
I don't know. I, I do feel like I'm starting to get a little older. I should pass down some wisdom, but I just feel you should. Because I was just thinking, what if it was? What if? What if there's a parent out there mm-hmm. who listens to this story, mm-hmm. and they may it may may think they may find just found out, um, may have found out. I, what I, what I think is if and when you have to have that conversation with your child what i will say is let them do a lot more talking than you are doing mm-hmm. because again this is them articulating their feelings their experience whatever it is they have to tell you you have to allow them to you don't shut it down take, it don't yeah d- don't take what they say chew it up in your mind and regurgitate it back to them no just receive. That's all you need to do is receive. You can have your opinions, your thoughts, all this type of stuff. Yes. But in that moment, you need to just receive. You need to receive. And you need to walk away from that, process it. And then if you need to, you know, come back, then okay. But I think a lot of times when people do try to have that conversation with them, because when I had the conversation with my parents, it was very much so an interrogation for one. Mm. And then to a dismissal. Yeah. They they interrogated me. They got the information that they needed to support whatever, you know, they believed in their mind. And then it was gone. We never talked about it again. Mm. Another thing. That's why I say me and me and my mama didn't talk for that long time because I, I didn't know how to talk to her. I was like, when you went back, it probably yeah. would you don't want to you already felt what the dismissal felt like. So why would I want to experience that again? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I and I don't know how to talk to you because I, I feel like all you're thinking about is my son is a homosexual. And um, it, it, it just creates a, a tough dynamic. It yeah. does. And and then still, I even think about to this day, she still has yet to say, I love you anyway. And, and like I said, that's why I said when my sister said it to me, she said it so fast and so immediately that I didn't recognize the impact of the statement. So like she tells me she loves me, of course, but I, I, I don't, I think we are living in toleration, not so much acceptance. Mm. And I'm so serious. And she'd probably be mad if she knew who I was and I said that because I feel like in her mind, she is feel like she's accepting. But in my mind, I feel tolerated. So in your mind, mm-hmm. you feel like she's just tolerating. Yeah, feels like she's accepted it. I I don't know what she feels, but I can imagine that's what she she feels accepted. But in my mind, I feel tolerated. And and the reason why I say that is because it'll be certain ways that she'll word certain things. Like, <laughs> like for a long time, she would call my partner my roommate. Like, don't don't disrespect our title, or she'll say your friend. First of all, you know. We are quite more not than friends, friends right? <laughs> yeah, you know, so, and and that's why I say I sometimes I still feel that you know it's a toleration more so than an acceptance. But again, I agree that, with you on that because I've had to check. Like I, I, you know, I, I think my mama does that too to my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister is um, I don't even know what her title is. <laughs> right, I mean, but whatever. Yeah. She has a partner that is a female. <laughs> 
But um, my mom does that too. She like her friend, and I'm like, right. I'll say my sister's partner. You know, right. her partner. Like, right. like even with me as a, having a, a baby daddy, uh, or yeah. he ain't married. He my partner. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So I get what you're saying. Like that ain't my friend. My friend is a homie. You know, this right. is doing way more than what friends do here. Okay. <laughs> I get you. Exactly. And she can say that. It ain't got to be your, your yeah. mate, your boyfriend. or You should say your partner. She can um, easily say my partner, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or she can just call him by his name. You clearly know his name. That too, right? Yeah, you can... Like, but but those types of things, that's you know, I could give other examples, but those are probably the two that are easiest to relate to. So, I yeah. That. Yeah. Ooh. And who wants to feel tolerated? Nobody. Nobody wants to feel tolerated. Nobody. And that's how, yeah, I feel that. Nobody wants to feel tolerated. So, whoo. I really hope y'all tuned in and listened and got something out of this space. Um, and I appreciate you bringing your story, your experiences to this space. Um, whoo. Thank you. Because this has opened a door that I really want to dive more into. Um, because I think we do. We need to. We really need to address this, especially we're talking about moving our community forward as yeah. black people. We really have to, to address this dynamic because mm -hmm. it's important. It is. Um, yeah, we do. And it starts with these. It starts with conversations mm -hmm. um, and it starts with, it starts with mature conversations. Yeah. It starts with not coming in with biases that's where it starts if you can have a, a truly open dialogue without the biases that come with it then i think it can be effective yes i agree i totally agree well all right y'all that's how i do it this is how we do it on the storytelling segment where we let people come and sit and, and give their authentic truth and their experiences even in St. Louis. So uh, keep tapping in. And on that note, y'all, we out. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page and also follow us on all our social medias. And you can find all of that information at www.thehoodtalks.com.